You're listening to That Champion Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Emmanuel. Mommy. M. M. <laughs> okay, you can just call me M, okay? I am obsessed with all things wellness, but with a twist. I go from wearing sweats to sequin dresses, and from freshly brewed coffee to sipping on a sparkly nightcap, and I just aspire to live an inspiring lifestyle. So tune in every week for some solo episodes and mind-blowing conversations with guests that will make you want to step up your game. Because we're here for that everyday bougie energy and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Are you ready? Let's just dive into it. Hey guys, welcome back to a new Epi of That Champagne Lifestyle. Hope you're having a fantastic day. I am doing fantastic. Honestly, like I just came back from hot yoga. I am currently snacking on some watermelon cinnamon. Uh, it's my favorite snack. Like it just, it's like the sun is glorious. It feels like a summer day. Oh, this energy. Love it, love it, love it. I'm so excited for today's episode because I got to share an amazing conversation with Taylor Vandersvet. We honestly met through the glorious Instagram. I mean, how many of you do I meet through Instagram? Ah, could we live without it? Um, She actually reached out to me a couple of weeks ago. She's like, hey, babe, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. I really want to be on your podcast. And I was just like, well, let's... Let's find a conversation. Like, let's find that connection where we get to like explore a conversation. And oh my God, this this conversation so good. We talk about the importance of like healing our, our minds after a concussion. So the importance of health concussion. Um, we talk about Reiki because Reiki really transformed her entire life post concussion and I this really resonates with me because you guys know I love 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 Reiki um I I mean I have countless episodes on my experiences with Reiki and honestly like having to getting to share this this conversation with her with someone who number one understands concussions number two understands how Reiki can be transformative and then we tap into crystals and chakras and I mean guys if you are into the woo, this episode is for you. And I kid you not, I had to like cut the the interview short because I was running late to a hot yoga class that I had scheduled and booked. Um, but I felt Taylor's presence throughout my my practice. It really felt like because she she does some intuitive uh, uh, Reiki, and so I just feel like her presence was with me throughout my practice today and honestly I haven't felt that way in a long time ever since we moved from Quebec City to Montreal I haven't had like any um any closeness any closeness yeah to to any Reiki masters or practitioners and so today I really felt her energy oh my god am I excited for you guys to dive into this epi I hope 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 that you enjoy it definitely uh, check her out. I'm linking everything in the show notes for you guys. And she's also gifting you a discount code for a beautiful candle that you get to pick from her collections. I mean, guys, we talk about the candles in the in the interview, but basically they are crystal ritual candles and she's gifting you a discount code. So also linked in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoy it. Definitely let me know in my, in my DMs, send me an email, whatever you can do to find me. Let me know how this episode resonates and we will talk soon. Enjoy your day. I am with Taylor, who's an amazing woman that I randomly met on Instagram. I don't even know 
how long ago, but like we connected and then you sent me a DM. You're like, babe, I want to be on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Finally made it happen. (laughs) Yes, I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to spend this time with you. So babe, you are an energetic healing guide who actively works to inspire others in their own mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And I'm so, so, so into this conversation. I mean, babes, we are going to be talking about concussion, health, but also Reiki. And I'm a huge fan of Reiki. If you've ever listened to the podcast, babes, you know how, how Reiki has just changed my life. And the reason why I'm so excited to have Taylor on the podcast is because it has also tremendously changed her life. So we're going to dive into it. But first, I want to ask you a couple just warming up questions, get to know you. I want people to resonate with your energy. So what is your current morning routine? So my current morning routine, um, sometimes being waken up by cats, but other than that, um, <laughs> I try to um, definitely get to my yoga practice first thing in the morning. And um, I find it really helps me especially meditation. That's kind of the, the main thing. So I try to get some movement in and then my um, meditation and just um, moving a little bit slower in the mornings through silence, I find really helps to kind of set up my, my nervous system for a good day. So yeah, did that? Oh my god, I already have so many questions. I need to keep this question in mind for Um, I know you meditate with you do like mala meditations. Yes. What's your like? What's your mantra that you're working with currently? It's. I love that you asked that because I just got it tattooed on my leg, actually. So I just got back from um, taking my yoga teacher training. So it really changed my my morning routine for the better. I have to say. Um. So my current mantra that I'm working with is pronounced Hari Om Tat Sat, and it's um. It means I am truth. So it's all about like breaking free from limiting beliefs and negative self talk, which with dealing with post-concussion syndrome and things like that, you know, these kind of negative things creep in on days when we're not feeling well or something like that. So I have found it to be very powerful for my practice. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Um, Do you have a, like a wellness tip, like something that you really, really do, like something that makes you feel amazing. It can be like something bougie, something wellness, something, nature like whatever what what is something that you do that makes you feel like super good on like a blimp um definitely going for a nature walk outside I'm a huge lover of I call myself a nature nerd sometimes so I guess that's that fits best (laughs) um both me and my partner love being outside and I'm kind of like an avid bird watcher so just like tuning out of my own head and tuning into the sounds of nature I find really help put a smile on my face and bonus points if the sun is shining definitely <laughs> definitely bonus points for that good job yeah. <laughs> what city represents your energy so it was really funny um when I was thinking about this I would say um I have to say Bancroft Ontario which is quite a small town but um it's where I was kind of born, born and raised. Our cottage was just outside of there. And um, I've been learning as I've gone to my Reiki journey that Bancroft, Ontario is actually the mineral capital of Canada. Yeah, you and, me that. I didn't know that. 
yeah so for such a small cottage town like it blows my mind because people are traveling like from all over the world to come to the Bancroft um the jamboree the rock jamboree so um I have to say that because it looks you know just very a little like calm and stuff but there's some there's some energy happening there so I resonate with that for sure um so I actually was born in Oshawa Ontario but our family cottage is up there so it's kind of the place I resonate with like and feel most at home I'd have to say um so yeah it's uh and getting outside and going for walks there is even so much more exciting because I'm listening to the birds and looking for gemstones and rocks. <laughs> oh my God. I would love to do that with my son. He, he recently such... gifted me, um, he knows like we love crystals at our house. Like we have them everywhere and he's really into it as well, but he's, he's about to be five. So for him, they're just like beautiful rocks and beautiful stones and so, but he gifted me a blue quartz recently, which is now in my yoga pouch. And I'm just like, this one is so precious, like, because he found it. Like, he was just like, mommy, I found this for you. So imagine going on a walk with him and like finding all of these stones and crystals. Amazing. Yeah, it's a cool place. There's actually, um, there's like a little rock, um, they call it a mine, but it's more of like a rock pit that you can go in with your family and they stock it with stuff from their their mine. So you can go and like pick out quartz and all these things. It's so cool. Oh, gotta go. <laughs> yes. Princess go. Soda Light, it's called. <laughs> What's your favorite way to celebrate life? Oh, my favorite way to celebrate life. I am obsessed with food. I love food. So definitely, I'd say after like a really exciting um, something that's happening that I want to like celebrate, I'm excited about the first thing my mind goes to is like eating a nice meal. And I love pasta. I love Italian food. So that's instantly where my mind goes and pairing that with a nice glass of wine. That's like, perfect for me. And also, in the moment, I like to have a little bit of a solo dance party. I'm more comfortable dancing by myself in front than in front of other people. So hopping around, not worrying about what I look like. <laughs> While you're prepping your pasta, drinking wine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> I love that for you. And what's your why? Ooh, my why. Um, I would just have to say, like staying motivated on the path I'm on and never really wanting to feel the way I felt um, after my concussion um, within, you know, the first couple months of trying to heal from it, I kind of find my found myself at my lowest point. And I remember just wishing like all the time that someone else would, I was like, someone's going to save me. Like this can't be that bad for that long. Like just, I want someone to come help me. And, um, like, realizing that no one is ever coming to save us. Like, we are the ones that have to, like, stand up and save ourselves. I would say, like, keeping that in my mindset is my why and what keeps me going and keeps me kind of empowered and motivated. Yeah. I mean, I resonate with everything you say because I had, and this is where I connected so much with you, is that. I also had a concussion a couple of years, like seven or eight years ago, um, 
And it really shifted everything. Every it, There's like life before the concussion, <laughs> life after the concussion. But at the moment, it took me a whole, I mean, I, I don't even know how many months, but like it was such a long period of time to take it seriously. Like what had happened, not just like the physical impact of the car accident, but like the, like the concussion, the mind, the emotions, the energy, your soul literally being like shifted and like, like just misaligned with who you were. Like you're just that moment. Um, I never took it seriously. And the repercussions, the aftermath was so hard because of that. And I don't know, I want to dive into like what happened in your, like, what was your story, but also how, how did it like, how long did it take you to take it seriously? Ooh, I, so I would say that I, I did take it seriously right from the get-go because I have had two concussions before. Oh. Um, but maybe I didn't take it as seriously as I should have because I just kept, I would describe like my first year of going through and trying to heal was waiting, like just waiting to feel better because my first two concussions, like, you know, it was like the generic two weeks rest in bed. And then I felt fine. I didn't think anything of it. Um, but for whatever reason, this one, it just, it keep, it kept hanging on and I'm still dealing with certain like stimulation issues and noise. Um, even today, almost four years later, but, um, that was the hardest thing for me was the waiting. Definitely just waiting to feel like me again. I kept saying like, I just want to be myself again. Um, That's that's exactly it. Yeah. And that still hasn't happened. I'm not the person I was before. And I don't think I'll ever be her. Um, But I'm more empowered in who I am today, even happier than I think I was pre-concussion. So that's something I try and think of when those thoughts sneak in a little bit. I have so many questions and we still haven't like dived into anything yet. But have you ever heard of the theory that something's going to happen to you again and again and again and again and again up until you make something out of it yes yeah. and I believe it a hundred percent yeah all of my, my it's funny my one friend used to tell me that the universe just kept uh hitting me in the head until I started to listen so that makes sense um and all of my like my first concussion was a car accident which is I think is like something that you would hear when people have concussions but my other two are very random and like not common like they weren't from sports um and so I'm like okay there's got to be something here because they're freak accidents almost (laughs) (laughs) so tell us what happened in the concussion that really like the last concussion the one that really changed everything for you like the one that was like there's life before and there is life now and beyond um yeah absolutely so 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 funny so well not funny in the time funny funny looking at it now I um was cleaning up I used to work in a surface mine so we were testing aggregate for like a road base um so I used to do quality control for that and um, we had a retirement party one day And of course, I work with a lot of construction workers who enjoyed smoking. So when we have any type of event, they like to have like a 
a zone where they don't have to wear their hard hat or whatever, where they can hang out and still have a smoke. Um, so on the Monday after that retirement party, I uh, decided to just clean up and like putter around where the shop was. And I picked up, so just to give you like a visual to describe it, the ashtray was like those bigger ones that you see in front of stores and commercial buildings that have like a yeah large barrel and then a skinny neck and like an opening for you to put your yeah. cigarette butt in. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really think at the time to like take it apart to move it. I just like picked it up and bear hugged the barrel. I set the neck part of it on my shoulder and I probably walked about like 50 feet, maybe a hundred meters at most. And, um, when I set it down, I set it down unevenly. And if you've ever kind of seen those things, they're heavily white weighted with sand in the bottom so that like the cigarette goes out when it's dropped in so they don't set on fire. Um, and because of the bottom being so heavily weighted, when I set it down unevenly, it took the whole unit and it like swung it like a domino. Um, and I it hit me right on that hard bone behind my ear. So I was already like down on the ground because I was like, oh, I'm going to use my proper, you know, ergonomic lifting techniques and not hurt my back. But um, <laughs> thinking of saving one thing, unfortunately, was the lack of thinking of saving something else, I guess. And um, I instantly like was checking for blood, I remember, because it hurt like the the impact was so hard. Um, no blood. I just had about a, a goose egg, like a weird purple bump for like a week afterwards. Oh my god! I I I I have pain for you. <laughs> <laughs> I really can like feel it. Um, so you were like just like knocked out. Um, so it didn't completely knock me out, but I did go. Um, kind of like blurry for a little bit, and then you know after like you know, 15 seconds or so, I was like, okay, ow, hand right, went right to the neck. Um, And then honestly, I was like, okay, it's a goose egg. I remember I didn't think much of it for um, the rest of my work day. But I remember like, because we have to wear safety glasses, it was like the back of my safety glasses kept like, touching the spot and it was tender it was sore um but by the time I got home that night I remember I was just very like short-tempered and like annoyed and I think I slept for like I don't know 13 hours or something crazy I just went right to bed and was like I need to sleep and woke up the next day for work going to work and it wasn't until I actually got to work and because we're by like big shakers and stuff so the vibration all of a sudden I was like oh, okay yeah something's not right here um so you didn't think much of it at like at the time of the impact it took yeah. you like 24 ish hours before like light bulb started going up yeah and I think because of where it hit me I really didn't think of the fact that I could get a concussion from being hit behind my ear um all my other concussions were up higher like above my temple so I think that in my mind I was just like no it's just a goose egg on the bone like I never thought that it would actually affect um my brain and everything yeah yeah because you were saying and I really want to like 
bring this into the transformation because I can feel the pain. I've had like a similar, well, not similar experience, but like I've had like a concussion experience also. Um, And like being stuck in it and like not, it's not just being stuck in it. It's like believing that this is what it is. And you're like in stagnant energy. But I'm really, really interested in the transformation because there was like this light bulb moment. You're like, okay, something's not right here, which happened the next day. But then there was time where you were waiting for someone to save you. Yes. Can you tell me like what happened? Like, what did you do during that time? Did you do something? Did you to heal yourself? Or you were still waiting for like something to happen? Um, yeah, so things got rough for me for about three months, I would say. Those were like the hardest three or four months of my life. Um, I was literally living in bed pretty well, just waiting to feel better. Because the the left side of my face just felt completely different from the right side. It was like this foreign it didn't even feel like it was mine. Like it just felt not right. Um, so I remember like everything in my life was suffering, even my relationship with my boyfriend, because the dynamic had changed mm-hmm. so much in what we could do together. And um, it's a funny story because I had actually signed up for my Reiki training before I got the concussion. Oh, no way. Yeah. And I didn't know much about it when I had signed up, but I wanted to take my yoga teacher training, but knowing full and well how much dedication that took and how much money it took to take that process like at home, because with my job, I couldn't afford to like leave for a month. Um, So I was like, I don't know much about this, but it sounds intentional. It sounds like good healing signed up for it. Um, so I knew that that was coming up in at the beginning of September, my um, concussion happened in May. So really wasn't on my radar because it was so far away. And um, I remember the one day specifically, I decided that me and my boyfriend had gotten an argument, I think it was like a Friday afternoon. And I was like, I enough is enough, like I'm done laying in bed, I'm done feeling like I was quite in a spot of wondering if I wanted to live or be in this world anymore. um, Because I just kind of thought like, nothing's ever going to get better. Yeah, no one. Yes. And no one understands. I actually was like, questioning myself if I was going crazy. And I kept saying that to myself all the time. Like, I think I'm losing my mind. Because no one could understand the way I was feeling. And a lot of people would say, Oh, you're just depressed. And I'm like, it's a lot more than that. Um, And not saying that depression is a thing that you would just put just in front of, but because I know it's hard too, but that was just a part of what I was going through. So um, I actually got out of bed in my pajamas. (laughs) I drove to the dollar store and I grabbed myself a journal and a pen. And I don't know why I felt so called to doing that. But I would say that was the very first moment that I took myself by my own hand and said, okay, listen, let's go. (laughs) It's time to start feeling a little better. And what I did was I just drove and parked along the side of the road. um, And I wrote for what felt like an hour and a half. And I just did a complete brain dump of everything I had been 
like repeating in my mind over and over for the last few months. And all the things I was saying to myself, because I was telling myself that no one cared about me, that my friends, you know, they didn't even care enough to ask me what I was doing or see how I was. And um, then I challenged myself to kind of read that back. And that was so emotional reading because no one likes to read something that's negative towards themselves, but we're thinking it all the time if we're having that negative self-talk. So after I read it back, I was like, I can already tell that so much of this isn't true. And it gave me a different perspective seeing it on paper. And from that moment on, I decided um, I'm that one that's coming to save me. And when I'm having these thoughts and these things, I need to dump it out onto paper because that's the only way I'm truly going to get to see what patterns and things that I had kind of starting inside my brain. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, I love the fact that you like found something you're kind of like being called to, to go and like pick up this journal and this pen and like just brain dump because you like it's very isolating I don't know your why well, feeling your experience is that it was very isolating the concussion was very isolating it triggered all of these disruptive negative very difficult emotions to deal with and this is the part that I feel like people don't talk about when there's concussion conversations people think about like the physical pain the repercussion the headaches the I don't know, the blurry eyes, whatever, but there's emotional pain that goes with it. And it that's, I, in my experience, that was like the hardest. And I still on a day-to-day still deal with life before what it used to be. Like you were talking about, you were mentioning silence in the mornings during your morning routine. And is this something that came after the concussion or was it always there? Because in my case, it's something that I've been needing since my concussion. Silence. Um, yeah, it, uh, it it came after for sure. I always have been a very, um, I always like to refer to myself as the most extroverted introvert. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I love to be alone, but I love to talk. So if I'm with people, I'm just going off, I'm talking, I'm being kind of myself. And learning that silence really helps you kind of stabilize your nervous system helped me so much. And I really have to credit my, my training that I just did, because um, it really helped me to kind of grow it. I, I want to say like my healing has come so much further just in the last couple of months from taking my my teacher training because we were required to be in silence for 13 hours every day. So from 8.30 at night to 9.30 the following morning, we were not allowed to talk. And being where we were living in kind of a retreat center with the other participants, um, I was like, this is going to be so hard for me. I love to talk. And um, I remember the first morning I was like, good morning, everyone. And then I remembered, oh, okay, yeah, we're not supposed to be talking right now. So my healing has come. It's not like I'm noticing little steps all the time. It's like 
you know, I'll go for a little bit and then it's like, okay, I jumped up the next level. It's like, I'm, you know, my energy hit the next level and the silence. Let's bring us back to, to the healing, like to the, so you journaled, you bring down and then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm saving myself. Yeah. So how did Reiki? So then we were like September and then that's when you started doing your Reiki certification, mastering and everything. Yes. So I'd say that came about two weeks after um, the brain dump, which is it's just all in divine timing, as you know. Um, But I really felt that the only way I can describe learning about the chakras, that's specifically what I became very passionate about, because I was like, dang, I have control over my own energy. And the energy center is there right here. We all have them. So um first learning about them I had never heard the word chakra before in my life before going to Reiki it was all very new um and I always describe it as like someone giving me the keys to my home for the first time like coming home because I felt this kind of inner happiness and inner understanding that I had never felt before even you know before the concussion journey and everything um and I was like this is it. Like, this is something that I need in my life. So I was invested within the first couple hours. (laughs) So, okay. I always have a hard time explaining what Ricky is because it is such an experience. It's like, it, it just happens inside. It's just, it's very hard for me to explain to people what Ricky is. You like, what is your description of Ricky? I totally resonate with you saying that because sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm telling people like to believe a ghost story or something like that until after the session and they can feel, you know, what yeah. happened. But pretty much what's happening in a Reiki session is that through intention, I'm, I've been through um, attunements and stuff through my training to actually connect my energy with others' energy. Um, and what that looks like is me intuitively you know, doing body scans with my hands through touch and just kind of wavering over their body. And um, we can have blockages in our energy centers in our chakras. And what Reiki is doing is coming through very visual. So if you envision like a kinked garden hose, our energy being that water that flows through, there's nothing more frustrating than trying to water your garden and there's a kink in the hose. Um, That's a good idea. Yes, it really helps to make it visual. So um, we know energy, if we don't unkink that hose, eventually there's going to be holes bursting and things like that above the kink, which is what can happen in our body, not that we're going to burst holes, but our energy can be misaligned throughout our body. So as a Reiki practitioner, what I'm coming in is kind of guiding my intention and my client's intention to understand where that kink may be. And helping bring empowerment so that together we can unkink that hose and things can flow the way they're intended. Um, And everyone's energy is different, but you definitely can feel when you feel like blocked in your creativity or in your communication. And Reiki is something that helps bring awareness to that and open those centers up. So you you signed up to to Reiki without ever hearing anything about chakras 
Yes. I didn't even know. That blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I have to be honest, what I was looking for was something that wasn't expensive when I was signing up. And not to say that Reiki wasn't expensive, but because it does cost a couple hundred dollars for your certification. But compared to a yoga teacher training, Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, like I can, I can afford this right now. And it's going in the direction that I saw myself wanting to go even before the concussion. I was like, I just want a training to feel um, empowered, something that's kind of helping me learn. And then I was talking to my one friend and her, she actually said like her dad had been certified in Reiki and she's like, let's do it together. So there was another incentive. I was like, okay, it's like a girl's, you know, me and my best friend, we're going to do that together. And I'm going to get a training out of it. That's really all of all I thought. I'm like training for good intention. Why not? Why not? <laughs> well, the intention of training for a good intention is amazing. Yeah. But here's the thing, like, how did Reiki then changed your life? Because you were going with like low expectations, just blowing your way into it, like divine timing. Absolutely. But there's something so powerful that then like changed your life forever. Like your, like your path these days has nothing to do with the Taylor house pre-concussion. So how, like, talk to me about like the transformation that being Reiki certified and become a practitioner, like how did that all make you feel yes oh so like oh it I like (laughs) even the first like the level one certification I remember because the the Reiki master did Reiki on us and that feeling that I felt like the warmth and being held and like because I had been asking for someone to save me for so long receiving the Reiki wasn't like I was being saved but it was like I felt that type of like loving connection that I was looking for like someone actually you know there was someone that cared enough about my energy to pass me some goodness so I could feel good and um, continuing to do it for myself it I never I've never felt so empowered and learning that if I'm having, you know, a day where I feel a little sad or a little blocked, I can now give this energy to myself through intention. Um, It was straight empowerment. And then realizing that I wasn't the only one going through something like this, that -hmm. there's so many people out there that don't know how to talk about it or can't talk about it. And switching from that mindset of I'm alone in this to I'm not alone was one of the biggest things. And it empowered me to help, want to help others in the way that I was looking for that help. So talk to me about like how you help others. <laughs> because that is like um, giving back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually I started... <laughs> Oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, I actually started during like the peak of the peak of COVID, I would say. Um, I got my level two in 2021. So that was we were like, you know, just almost a year into being into lockdown and things like that. 
And I started to realize like a lot of people's mental health were suffering because of being in lockdown. And then I realized, you know, these mental health issues can come from so many different outlets and so many different experiences. And I did take a, um, a business and mindset course because I felt that my mindset personally needed to come a little bit further when it came to business and promotion and confidence. Mm-hmm. And what I started doing was running um, sessions online and actually doing distance Reiki for people. But I didn't just offer Reiki sessions. I offered um, alignment sessions. So where I'd actually walk people through and give them that, you know, kink toes expression or explanation of Reiki and help them understand the chakras in a way that worked for me and that I could visualize them. Because not visualizing or being able to understand, I think, is a connection piece that needs to come in for Reiki. I didn't feel comfortable just being like, okay, I'm going to, you know, send you some Reiki. You might not know what's happening, but it's going to feel good. Um, Mm -hmm. That didn't align with me. I needed to first run them through the workshop of, okay, this is what empowered me. This is what changed the game for me. Now let's do the session. (laughs) Is there this like a very random question, but out of all the chakras, is there one that tends to be more generalized, like blocked or, or is it like very different from each and every one of us? Because I tend to think that we get in our, like our third eye would be as a society, very blocked. (laughs) But that's just like what I'm thinking right now. But is there like a chakra that you tend to work on more than another? Um, Yes, it's actually funny that you say that because everyone is very different for sure. In my sessions, like I generally, you know, we're all over the place. But one of the biggest centers I find is where we get that disconnect is the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also is leading up into our third eye because it's our communicative centers. And a lot of the time it'll, I mean, they're all connected. So for example, if someone doesn't feel safe or aligned in their root chakra, they are not going to share their communication with people because they're like, I'm not safe. Why would I tell them what I'm really feeling? Um, same thing with the solar plexus, which is all about like our inner, our empowerment pro- or as a person. If people don't feel powerful or worthy enough, they're not going to speak their truth because they don't feel worthy enough to bring it to fruitation kind of and let other people hear it. Um, so a lot of people, I would say there's a lot of blockages in that, in that throat chakra and people even understanding that they can exist and actually exist with their energy speaking it out loud in the world and that that, space yeah that fear of you know I always say like the fear of lack we're scared that because someone else has something we can't have it so we don't speak up yeah I I get that it resonates do you have any tip for someone who's listening to this and they're just like somehow resonating either with the concussion either with like your journey or with there's just starting with um reiki or they're curious about 
aligning their chakra? Like, do you have any tips, like wellness tips in general that you want to like share with us? Because I feel like we're all here to, to, we, 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 we create a ripple effect basically. So I, I know there's something that you're going to say that's just going to be like, someone's needing this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Um, I definitely, my, always my number one trick I would, or tip would be get a journal. If you don't, I'm sorry, my voice, if you, um, if you've never journaled, journaled before, get a journal, brain dump it all out. Any single thought, um, that's always my number one tip for when people are wanting to take control over their lives, control over their energy is even if you've journaled before with guided prompts or things like that, nothing's the same as doing a brain dump. Mm. getting everything out of your head and onto paper because it puts it into perspective um the second thing I would say is not to get discouraged if you actually go to a Reiki appointment and you don't feel anything or you don't have connection with that actual practitioner try and learn how to self-Reiki um bringing that connection to yourself because We're all different people. I believe different people go to see different Reiki practitioners for a reason because they resonate with certain ones. Um, But first, you have to get to know your own energy and what you're looking for. And that can only be done by tuning into ourselves, really. That's an amazing tip. Yeah. (laughs) Do you meditate or work with crystals? Yes, I have so many crystals. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to dive into the crystals, but I want to know which which ones like are your go tos currently? Because we all have like our favorite ones. <laughs> yes, um, one of my main go tos for meditating with is citrine. Mm-hmm. Um, so citrine connects to that solar plexus, which is what I like to call our big bright sunshine because it's our center of manifestation, our center of empowerment. Um, I've always felt really drawn to that chakra. So citrine is like number one. And for, it's funny, I actually like, I always feel weird when I say this, but I sleep with a crystal every night. Like I actually hold one. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I have a pouch with six different crystals underneath my pillow. It's in like a yeah. pouch and it follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> yes. Thank and you. That's when things changed the game for me with my crystal connection, I would say, is when I started deciding, okay, I'm going to choose one and I'm going to hold it in my hand and I'm going to fall asleep with it. Mm -hmm. It changed so much. It changed how I felt connected to my crystals because I started paying attention to the types of dreams I was having with each crystal and figuring out which one worked for me. Um, Personally, because I am... I guess like with finding Reiki and stuff, I know that I'm quite an intuitive person. So what I'm looking for at nighttime to help ground my energy is definitely more um, like grounding stones. So like obsidian or sometimes what else have I used? Uh, Obsidian is like one of my mains for sleeping because it keeps me grounded. Whereas amethyst makes my dreams wild, like crazy. And some people say that they recommend amethyst for sleeping because it calms the mind. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, not for me. It just makes it more. <laughs> and so you also have, and I want to dive into this quickly before I actually, I'm going to hot yoga, <laughs> which I love because like, I was telling you this before record. I'm just like, I have to go after I have hot yoga. I'm like, oh, she gets it. <laughs> oh yeah, girl. Oh yes. <laughs> I was like, there's no, this is like not a flu. Like for sure. I was going to go there after we recorded this podcast, but you also have this gorgeous I mean I'm trying to find the best word to to just to praise your candle collection they are gorgeous I'm actually eyeing the one that that's like in the vase like an antique vase with like oh my god I showed my husband twice a picture of it I'm just like babe it's just gorgeous tell us about this whole candle venture that you're on Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much. It makes me feel amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah, so the candles actually came from wanting to start my my Reiki business and offering that. Um, I knew that if I just came out with candles that were specific to each chakra, that people wouldn't resonate because not a lot of people know about chakras. Exactly. Um, so what I did was try and like connect the two. Um, or three of them. So I um, I have, for example, one of my candles is the self-love and connection. And that's all yeah. about connecting to the heart chakra and the um, crown chakra. So the crystals I use all pertain to those chakras I'm talking about, as well as the scents that I use. So I like to envision that when people are, you know, doing their energy work or journaling, whatever they're looking for, if it's that self-love and connection, you're lighting up that candle and that, you know, the oils, the crystals, the florals are also stimulating those energetic centers to help bring more energetic awareness to them. Um, so that's where it came from. I started offering work workshops and I wanted because of the issue I was having with my concussion happening at work, I was like, I ended up, you know, I've been on an unpaid leave of absence. So pretty much losing my job and having to figure out these different avenues while I was healing from a yeah. chronic, you know, trying to heal from a chronic, um, chronic injury. So Knowing that I had to have different avenues is another thing where the candles came from. Knowing that I wanted to be able to offer more to really build my business. Um, and also, I'm sure you know, with having a concussion, um, there is a lot of sensitivities. And one of my biggest ones was scent. Um, Me too. I couldn't handle any smells, like people's perfume, any type of room spray, any candle all of our candles went in the garbage because they were giving me migraines. Mm -hmm. So I started a deep dive into candles and scents. And I realized that there's also, there's a lot of toxins in fragrance oils in candles. Um, so I started using essential oils because they're a lot cleaner burning and they weren't for my own reasons bothering me. Um, so really stemming from a point of wanting to bring more to my business, but also the personal aspect of loving candles and not being able to enjoy them anymore. I mean, I feel like it's such an extension of your soul. You know, there's like, kind of like a piece of you at that person's house, you know? Yes. I I, and like, for I, sure, I know that you're putting all the intentions when you are creating these candles. 
Yes, I um, they're definitely filled with a lot of intention. I have a special space in my house I've dedicated just for candle making now. Um, it's where most of my crystals are and all of like all of my goodies, like all of my favorite pieces of art. And it's kind of my feel good room. Yeah. So when I'm making my candles, I make them a very small batch. So I only make five at a time, five in each batch. Um, and then I can really focus on making sure that I like to call myself a little bit of a, well, I guess I don't like to call sometimes because it does get annoying being a little bit of a perfectionist, but I am. <laughs> and um, that comes through in my candles. I don't like there to be any discrepancy, any little bubble. Like I'm always trying to make them look perfect in the sense of like attention to detail. <laughs> Bubbly is good. Bubbly is good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you are so generous and you are giving the listeners a discount on the beautiful candles. So babes, I'm going to link it down in the show notes, but anyone who wants to shop uh, Taylor's crystals, uh, not crystals, um, the candles, well, they're actually crystal ritual candles. <laughs> um, the discount code is TCL for $5 off. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. So I've, oh, I've just plugged that into my, uh, my Etsy account. So even if people go onto the Etsy, they can use that code um, to get their discount. Yeah. Get easy for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Honestly, like, I'm just like, I'm I'm vibing with you right now. And I know you can feel me, you know, I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) We're connected. I feel that. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, I'm so happy. And honestly, like I've had all of these different, oh, and it's 1111. Um, I have all of these different episodes where I talk about my Reiki experiences and whenever I would go to Reiki and come back and I would record, but I never had an experience talking with anyone because I couldn't find number one, like someone who speaks English, who does the Reiki as well, um, that I was vibing with. And just, I'm so happy that it got to be you, uh, that we got to like connect over similar experiences, similar healing journeys as well. Um, but I'm loving all this transformation for you, honestly, like you are glowing. <laughs> Aww, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I felt connected from you too. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to message her. I want to be on a podcast. So I thank you for being so open to receiving that message from me. Um, Because doing stuff like this is empowering all in itself. So it just helps continue the journey. So thank you for being a part of it. (laughs) It's all about connecting and sharing and learning and growing. And just like, again, like creating like just a, a, a ripple effect. You never know where a simple conversation can go and lead and how it can change someone's life. And that's the whole purpose. Absolutely. Yes. It's, it's my goal now. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for spending time listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star rating and review because it helps get the podcast to even more listeners. So don't forget to hit subscribe and pop the champagne. You are meant to celebrate this fantastic life of yours. Mwah!